Just a just a merch employee sitting in the owner's owner's area. Cursing at the other team. That's a bullshit call. You know it. Come watch it. Oh man. She's like, you told me to shh. And I was like, wow. Lisa actually told me to shut up. Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine, joined by my soccer comrades, Mark Fangmeyer, Corey Schreppel. We may be joined by Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria, but um, uh, he, may, he may be drowning his sorrows. Yeah, too. Not, he may not be wanting to talk to us. Some Pisco. He's, um, he's he's sitting Shiva for the Peruvian national team. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll pour pour some out. I had some Pisco with him earlier as we were watching. Oh my God, he's loading up. <laughs> <laughs> he's jumping on, guys. We just um, did. We just we just had our summoning. We summoned circle. him. Yeah, we summoned him. The, the, Pisco automatically just pings him and it brings him into uh, into existence. We have Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria um, uh, hot off the presses after the uh, Peru versus Australia match. Um, we'll see if we can get him to smile by the end of the podcast once. Um, but we're going to talk about, let's see, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a little bit of U.S. men and women stuff. We'll talk about the Minnesota United Paderborn game, and we'll talk a little bit about some Aurora. And uh, let's start first, though, with this. Um, Rodrigo, our, our condolences to Peru, who did not make it to the 2022 World Cup. They lost um, because it was a nil-nil game this afternoon on Monday. Um, the biggest difference was that Socceroo head coach Graham Arnold made the daring decision to sub in human hacky wavy uh, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man Eddie Redmayne or no Andrew Redmayne uh, for the penalties <laughs> and it worked and uh, he jumped around a lot and then he saved the final penalty. How are you doing? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm still kind of depressed, but that's okay. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, if if Michael Boxel keeps Calvo from making the World Cup, would that make you feel better? A little bit better tomorrow. See, the thing that I, we were talking about with uh, Mark um, Ratsky, uh was that if it's either a catch twenty two, like I I really want Boxy to score on Calvo and then New Zealand go to the World Cup, but I also want every uh, I also want every other I also want to see Costa Rica be in the World Cup and have all the goals be Calvo's fault. Yeah, that's them. true. Like, yeah, what's what's boom. better, seeing him fail on an epic stage or um, seeing him fail to get there? This, this is a real Sophie's Choice, guys. The, yeah. the, 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 who, what, who can pick? I don't know. Um, I, I can't. Even, I, I personally know. can't. So, yeah. Um, all, all I got to say is the, the Peruvian fans showed up um, let's say the uh, Peruvian players, except for maybe Gallese, um, who did this job by blocking one PK off the bat, you know, um, did the thing. I did love that tweet that you shared, Corey, about uh, about someone saying that now um, Chile was trying to uh, claim that an Australian player is, is was was well, Australian player was being used out of. Uh, 
out of context and yep. they wanted to be able to take their their bid into the world cup so <laughs> that, that 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 made me smile i was you know because hey, you know that's we do what we can yeah that was that, that was funny yeah someone who's not chilean but well yeah. as, as we mentioned this this podcast will come out sometime tuesday and uh and that will be the day when uh, we'll all open up blackheart a little early for um for oh, I guess I just realized that my kids get out of school early. I think I'll open up Blackheart. I'm not sure. I think just bring them after <laughs> school. Might, actually, Emil really want to. Yeah. Um, the the but Costa Rica will be playing New Zealand, so that'll be a fun game. I do hope I do want to see Michael Boxall in the World Cup. That would be a blast. Could I, I hope for him? Um, uh, we did get to see Jackson Irvine, who's a, a, a the absolutely dead sexy, long haired, mustachioed. Uh, Sakaru, who plays for St. Pauli, he's uh, he's a beautiful man. Um, there were a couple really, really skeevy mustaches on that Sakaru team. So, yeah, uh, his hair does not move at all. Like he had the ball, and his hair would still be intact. As I was, I, I was wondering how how he, how he does that, or what what type of hair product he uses on his hair to make sure it doesn't move. He's just perfection. It's all natural, man. Um, the U.S. men's national team played a few games uh, over this last week. They had a 3-0 win over Morocco, a 0-0 draw against Thomas Chacon's Uruguay, and uh, a 5-0 win over Grenada. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I did watch the the two friendlies because I, I was kind of interested, and, and we had the games on at the, at the bar. Um, I did not watch that Grenada game, mostly because it was after the Aurora game and I was fried because I think I did 18,000 steps that day. Um, but also because you literally couldn't pay me to watch that game. Um, but um, El Salvador will be us. El Salvador will be actually at least an interesting game. That'll be on it Tuesday. Um, so I, I don't know if you have anything to say guys about these men's games or we can move on to the women's roster. Um, it was fun to see them at least like, you know, getting getting moving, and aside from missing Gio Reyna, that three 0 win over Morocco was fun. I mean, it's like Brendan Aronson continues to look really, really good. Um, Tim Way had a killer rocket of a goal in that Morocco game. Um, Pulisic was fine. Haji Wright was in there. Got like a PK. Um, my big thing is like just seeing the rotation and seeing like how people are going to be tinkering and by people, I mean, Greg Berhalter and uh, his behind the back um, throw-ins. Um, it was great like to West- see that the players have now started practicing doing those themselves. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Um, Weston McKinney came in, made an appearance last 15 minutes. I mean, it's just all the stuff that you want to see, like Walker Zimmerman is still just being a force, but also with some of the injuries with um, uh, Robinson and at center back, uh, was it Miles Robinson? who is going to replace him. And, you know, you've got Aaron Long that's coming in. He's looking all right. It was fun. It was a good game. I I didn't really expect much. I expected a win over Morocco, but the uh, Uruguay match um, was a little bit more interesting where they held their own against a team that is more likely to be an equivalent of what they'll see in the group stage in terms of quality. Um and and it was good. I mean, you know, nothing terribly new, but it was just good to see them playing around with different formations, different goalkeepers. I'm glad that Zach Steffen wasn't in the mix. I know that he was out for like a family thing, but, you know, he hasn't been great. So it was good to see Sean Johnson get get a 
get a solid look and, and Matt Turner's back in the fold. And um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, the, the 5-0 win over Grenada was just, a, it just looked like a blast and it was, you know, it was fun. They were, they were really fluid and they were connecting and just, just ripping them apart. But also that's the quality of that team. They do play El Salvador tonight um, when this airs on Tuesday um, in the CONCACAF Champions League or um, Nations, Nations League. League yeah. and League so of Nations, as I call it. The League of, yeah, the League of Nations. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. I mean, they lost to El Salvador, lost or drew in World Cup qualifying. So that'll be a better test of things. But, you know, it's the end of a grueling season for a lot of these European players. And it's just like, let's just get it over with. Just get it done. But it's nice to see uh, Jesus Ferreira scoring goals. He had, what, four goals mm-hmm. against Grenada? Right. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's good. It's good for his momentum. And, um, yeah, it's good. It was fun. I liked it. I think the question now really becomes is that how much, what what do you do with the midfielders? Is, is what rotation do you have with your forwards? Um, yeah. Just because the the major issue that this team has had is not find a forward that that can be effective in this system that Berhalter is trying to pass. I, and I think maybe Wes, uh, like Luca De La Torre. Yes. And I think, and he had a really good game. And I think he is probably one of the upcoming talents that I would not see. But I think at this point, like that midfield is so congested with like really good players. Like, what do you do with Kelly? Well, one of them is going to get injured, right? I mean, right. you know, yeah. well, so you don't like, want them to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's the way it is, right? You're going to lose some of these guys. And so to right. be able to go into it where. Uh, I'm I'm okay with Yedlin not playing yeah. or not being called up. <laughs> so uh, the Athletic had a really good. I don't typically read like transfer rumors articles. I leave that to the Mark Fangmeyers of the the Marks Fangmeyer of this world. Um, Is that like attorneys general? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, but they had a, a good rundown of the U.S. men's national team and, and potential moves that, um, for the most part, were were kind of. Normal. The 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 idea of Weston McKinney going to Tottenham is so funny to me because it will it's it's the perfect transfer to make everyone angry. Like US fans will be like Tottenham or shit, you know, every oh, it's perfect. I, I love that idea. I want that to happen. Um but there are a couple players out there like Shaq Moore. Um, they said that there's uh, he's at uh, Tenerife. They they just got promoted. He he's not played a ton for them. And they said that there's a Western uh, MLS team. Looking at him, uh, I doubt it's us, but that's that or that doesn't that doesn't track with the type of uh, moves that we usually make. Um, but then you've got Aaron Long is going to be a free agent next year, and likely that means he might want to move to like Belgium or something like that. But man, if I'm an MLS team, I I would same thing with like a Walker Zimmerman. You have to lock in these players. And well, in that in, in that article, they 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 explicitly called out like how Nashville is building the team yeah. around Walker Zimmerman, and they made him a DP. And Aaron Aaron Long is going to be looking for something similar to that, and he's not going to get it at Red Bull. Um, you know, I mean, any like any MLS team that's looking to make their back line stronger for the next five six years and younger, pay them. There, there are a couple things that I think every MLS team should have, and one is a 
rock solid DP center back. Just yeah. cannot. I mean, we 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 know what Icopara did for this team, yeah. um, and and what you know. I think Michael Boxall has been very good, but we know the step that you could go above that. The other. Um, player in there was obviously Luca Della Torre. He's looking to move up from Heracles. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. So that, that was just like a fun little article because they kind of ran down all these possibilities of where some players could be going or what their situation could be. I love the, uh, the Christian Pulisic to Liverpool as a Sadio Mane replacement. It's like, my dude, no, he's, he, he's not a replacement. He's a oh. bench. Ooh. Oh my God! Just, just Ooh, the, wow! Oh man! Like, I mean, coming from the guy whose team had what, like seven people in the eleven EPL thing when, when the Golden Boot guy, who's like the best scorer in the league, didn't make it. He doesn't even take PKs, but you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, Liverpool yep. can go. <laughs> so, um, U.S. Ballistic to Crystal Palace is the move. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. Women's uh, roster was released. Um, it also came out the same day that uh, Christian Press announced that she had. Um, ruptured her AS, ACL um, or injured her ACL. I forget. We've already lost. Torn, torn, torn. torn yeah, sorry. Full, full blown torn. Um, like Natalie. She, she Natalie embrulliated it. <laughs> we lost Macario <laughs> for, for that. That's horrible. Um, oh, man. That's actually very good. That's uh, clever. So. <laughs> the slide guitar solo is the sound of the tendon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I can never I can never hear that song ever again. Oh. And not think yes, that you can, and you will love it because it, um, it's a banger. The biggest thing with this is that World Cup qualifiers for them start uh, in July, July. Yeah, July 4th. They've got a couple games, which I definitely don't really pay attention to the U.S. women's friendlies. But these are against Colombia, so at least that's better. I wish they would not do this. We're going to play the same team twice. Uh, that's one of the reasons that I just lose yeah. interest. But, I mean that that might be not the greatest for the United States because then they get to use the rotation, but then that's great for Colombia because then they get more money to be able to fund their own sure yes, women's yeah. <laughs> women's value. But it's not that interesting federation. to the spectator. So, um, but those- I mean, for people that like to just go and see them bang in goals and like see some of the youth, some of the kids come in and just absolutely bang in goals, like you know, I mean, that's I mean, fun. If the U.S. women were playing Peru, then that yes, then they will bang in goals like left to right. Colombia is a little bit much tougher opponent. They're not, they're not top, top tier, Brazil or Argentina, but they're not, they're not, a, they're not a slouch team either. So no, should be no. interesting. They start those qualifiers in July. They play Haiti, Jamaica, Mexico. Those are going to be fun, the, especially the the Mexico game, obviously. And um and then man we we'll start qualifying or hopefully we'll qualify quickly for next year right back into it yeah so let's um let's uh, move into Aurora stuff I guess um we had two matches this last weekend a Friday and a Sunday they were the fourth and fifth games of the season I think yeah yes and both of them wins. Uh, both of them over 5,000 people in attendance. Um, the weather was pretty great for them. And uh, unlike, I think, what's going to happen this weekend with like a 98-degree Father's Day special at 1 p.m. Um, but I have no shade. Yeah, yeah, no shade. So many sweaty dads. Yeah, oh, just the sweatiest. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious what, what you guys made of it. Um, I will give a, a little shout-out. I was listening to... 
I do not have time for other soccer podcasts, so I rarely do this. Um, but I was listening to the Pod On You Loons guys, and they had a really fun conversation about Aurora, um, and it was just kind of great to hear, you know, them take on on the players and, and stuff like that. Um, but I'm curious what you guys made of these, uh, or, or in general, your thoughts. The first home match was a blast in that we didn't know what to expect, and I think it exceeded expectations in terms of the vibe and um, a little bit of the on-field play, but you can tell that they were still figuring each other out. It's and amazing. There, there were there were some players yeah. who had never played in front of 5,000 people before, and they were nervous. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, and the away matches, like also props to the 11 app and everything else for being able to stream those things. They were great. Um, it's amazing how quickly the team has developed chemistry and identity from in terms of the on-field uh, product because there were some silky-ass moves in these matches, and it made an already great atmosphere even better. It's not perfect. There's some defensive stuff, and we could talk about all any of that all day long, but like sticking with positives, it was like, we are pressing and we are attacking and it is fun soccer to watch. And it's just, it it's, it's, I have been very, very surprised. I shouldn't be, but like pleasantly surprised and just delighted watching these, these women play. I, I, yeah, I think the difference between game one and game four was, was really striking to me because I, I was not, blown away with how great game one went. And I, I knew the reasons why, you know, they had, they had only been training for like two weeks and stuff like that, but it's still, you still want to see that stuff. And so to have seen it, to see it come together so quickly to see the connections happening and the organization at the defense get better. Um, that stuff is really positive uh, because, you know, you have some of these teams where the players have played for a few years together. They know each other way better. These are, we're pulling together people from all around the country and we have some Minnesotans. So we have a couple of people who have played together before, but you know, you've got uh, Sarah Fuller in goal. Who's never met any of these people. You've got Sangmin Cha who, you know, there is, uh, you know, language barrier stuff going on there and like plays down in Iowa and, and you've got all these reasons why it could be disconnected and to see some of these moves. I, I, tweeted out one of the little clips where it was just it it didn't come to anything it ended with mariah win she, she lost the ball but it went straight through the midfield um just in four passes and really i think one included a back heel from cha or from addy simmons um, that first that friday game had um great play by addy simmons with the long goal as well as she had a fantastic uh, pass to set um, Kenzie Langdock, the, the fullback, who's probably, I think, been the player who impressed me the most. Um, but yeah, I, I've just been in love with it, especially because Sunday I actually got to watch the game with my family. I, I sat and uh, and got to just watch the whole thing and enjoy it. So, No, I, I think from, from the beginning for the first game, we, we just needed to see what the connections are. But you could totally tell that this is... Um, an offensive team, like, and I, and I think what what's really interesting to me is the fact that, um, at least from all the games that they've seen, whenever there is a substitution, um, the quality of play doesn't drop. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's 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 like for like substitution, so you can keep on doing the same things, which which is you know make sure your fullbacks are are, are going into the attack, and then um, uh, watching watching Cha make more of a commitment of being getting the ball and trying to create. I don't know, man. Maya Hansen, Hansen to, was so much fun to watch, and and so quick on that ball. It's just it's just uh, amazing that she doesn't have five or six goals already. That goal. Um, well, she keeps hitting the the post, and then that goal on Sunday where it's a long ball from um, Kelsey Kafusi, um, and she and Maya just chases it down. I think she starts like ten feet behind the defender runs past the defender, gets the ball, comes back, and then goes around both defenders and then just finishes. It was I mean, it was gross. Oh, just it, it was, it was so mean. And like the the original defender that was like marking her like at like half at like midfield. Yeah. I think she beat that defender three times in that one play. Like mm. it was nuts. <laughs> Cause like she beat her on the initial ball overhead and then she beat her on the cutback. And then the other defender stepped up, beat her, and then the original one came back and she got beat again and then the ball went. It was fantastic. It was just like, oh man, you were just doing that one woman so dirty and so great. And I think um, this was, I think Sunday, and I'm, I'm pulling this from a, a offhand comment that Matt Pravatsky, who's the director of soccer, kind of said to me when we ran into each other in Menards when we were both trying to fix a Wi-Fi problem with the team. Um, but he he said that, um, that Sunday, I think, was the first game all the players were available or maybe it was Friday. Um, and so you finally had this problem where it's like, okay, well we only have an 18. So there are some players who, who have to sit, who are good players and, and nice thing that they got to like rotate that between Friday and Sunday because they needed to keep people fresh and they want to get, get people minutes. So you got to see some players like um, Ari Domoro and Abby Brantner and people come in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, Super cool watching them actually win and uh, go top of the table because Cough Alley, um, uh, which that that's a, a Corey Shreppel <laughs> joke, so I'm, I'm going to give him credit. Um, that they they beat Green Bay, and so now we're three points ahead. Um, I, I will say, and not only that too, like we're also uh, I just I did a quick right? math of the whole uh, USLW, and we're certainly on like points per game. We're in fifth in all in the entire league, which is great because. Uh, you know, the conference or the division winner, each division winner gets a spot in the playoffs and then there's a wild card. So as long as we can stay in that top eight, we should be pretty good for getting There's no the wild card for us. We have to be the top. Oh, we do? Moment. Yep. Oh, all so, right. So, yeah, so getting that space is the biggest uh, biggest thing. And um, and then, you know, basically the playoffs will happen in July in like a, a two and a half week period. And we'll obviously bid bid to host um, any of the playoffs and that would be a blast and and we'll see I, I guess I, I will say I've gotten a lot of um, DMs or, or messages or whatever some that I've I've sought out um, of just feedback on various things from the decibels of the the volume of the kind of halftime stuff to there's apparently no um, baby changing station in the men's bathroom um, oh, there, yeah, there which is. is not something that we can do about but maybe we can talk to them i don't know we can always bring it up to people but there's lots of different things in terms of just flow that that have been great feedback and feel free to send me any of those things because we right. fixed a lot of stuff between game one and game two and then game two and game three and the main thing is uh is we just can't keep merch 
it in stock. Right. We had to shut down the merch tent halfway through uh, Sunday's game because we just didn't have anything to sell, which is a, a which nice is, problem, but it's a bummer when you only have when that's you know a big revenue and, source. And, so. and you had the most people working on that Sunday. Yeah, we game finally and, figured out our staffing. And yeah. yeah, and I think there's a point where Isa uh, was uh, her and um, her and Elisa went to sit in the was it was in the owners owner seats, right? Yeah, and um, they were sitting right behind the Chicago bench. And Issa just started yelling out profanities at at, at Chicago players <laughs> to the point to the point where like Elisa, you know, I've never seen Elisa shush anybody, but Elisa kept telling me she's like she told me to shh and keep it down. And That's so, awesome. Like, That's awesome. So yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to ask Elisa about that one. But excellent. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we we this Monday morning put in a lot of merch orders. I think there's a, a merch question that, that I'll, I'll say something more about. Um, but hopefully we'll have a lot more this uh, this weekend, and then hopefully even more for the final two matches because uh, it's kind of a bummer to sell out. Yeah, I just wanted to end on, on one thing. I, I, everyone who I've spoken to, from players that I've taken to other families from other teams and from people, it's just that it is a really great atmosphere to be around of, and and everyone gives it like a lot of uh, like Nubia had 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 people from a cohort come out. That were the first time, and I think it's just such an open environment that a lot of people just have have fun. You know, it's always good when you're winning, but at, overall, like uh, the Revontulet and the supporter section, it's just you know they keep things always flowing and going, and it's just um, it, it's it's good to be able to you know enjoy soccer and have fun and cheer for it. So I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and talk about. Um, We'll come back and talk about Minnesota United. All right, back on the 55-1 podcast. Um, we'll come back and just, just say this, which is that um, Minnesota Aurora plays this Friday against Chicago City. And I think we'll be able to do... Um, assuming that the stream is going to be good enough for Chicago, um, we'll, we'll announce. I think we'll be able to do a backroom watch party for that at 7 on Friday. And then, obviously, there's the Father's Day game, 1 p.m. I think that there's going to be – I don't think I'm wrong in saying this. There's a decision that we're going to – we've got some, like, bucket hats that are, like, um, co-branded with Pepsi that we're going to be giving away. So I think that's Ooh, happening this Sunday. Get there early. Yep. So – Anyway, come celebrate winning and be on top of the table. There's a point where um, we were in the supporter section and, and we were singing We Are Top of the Table. And then Lydia was like, well, that's a song you don't get to sing uh, at, at Minnesota games very much. Like, oh, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of, let's talk about Minnesota United FC. They played against Paderborn, uh, Powder Milk FC as a... Corey did the notes tonight, so now, now I get to read all his yeah, jokes and pretend they're mine. That's, that's, that's um, what happens when a former public radio guy. <laughs> there was a friendly this week against Powder Milk FC. Uh, Kathy Werzer does uh, give uh, talk about the Minnesota Aurora results. So me and she me does. And, me she and does. the Wurz uh, need to get our, our radio show going. But <laughs> Wes and Wurz in the morning. Wesson words in the morning. Boop, 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 boop. All right, Sounds Kathy, like did you did you watch? Hey, Kathy, Kathy, you uh, <laughs> you caught up on Stranger Things. 
yeah 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 you know it i love it love stranger things 11 yeah all right minnesota united played powder milk fc and, uh, powder milk. <laughs> it finished four to three i was saying to people i we everyone feels like in the 55 one slack was like is anyone actually going to this and i was like maybe like ten thousand people are going that's kind of what i was pre- prepping the bar for and um it turns out the attendance was pretty good. Looked like to me probably about fifteen thousand or something. I think I saw somewhere they announced it was like eighteen thousand, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless, I thought it was a pretty good attendance. I thought the crowd was actually pretty good. The previous those friendlies, maybe it's because I wasn't in the Wonderwall, but the Wonderwall sounded pretty good. Sometimes when I'm in those sections and it's a game that doesn't matter much. I get too stressed out to be in the Wonder Wall because it's just chaos, um, and the vibes are are weird. But I thought the vibes were good in the, and I thought the game was surprisingly good. And so um, there we go. Paderborn turned out not to be a bust. But uh, did did you guys go to this game? Did you watch it? Uh, no. no, I went to. I was at Rock the Garden. Okay, How's I watched the, it. it Sl- Slater Kinney was fucking awesome. Okay, so how was Bombino? Out. So he fucking shreds, man. Yeah. Like well, I, I your, also have a very your like, Wes and words in, in the morning voice. No, I have shredded, bro. I, I so here's the thing. Like Bambino is from Niger, which I, that's where I served in the Peace Corps. Like it's not often like there's any connection mm-hmm. to Niger ever in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And I although I did miss a very uh I missed an opportunity because I could have worn one of my like uh you know Nigerian garb that I had when I was in Niger. Like there was one white dude in the crowd dancing who had was like in full like African garb. And you dancing. weren't that guy, thankfully. And I was not that guy. Yeah. I could have been that guy because yeah. it's in my closet still. And it was a missed opportunity. It's like when it's like when or you really did the right made the right choice. It's I like when a theology right professor choice. like a Lutheran choir is playing like djembe in a choir and is just oh, yeah. brr, just awful. Get real well, I mean Back to this game. Um, <laughs> Look at Rodrigo. Everyone go check out Bumbino. No one wants Bumbino to talk about this game, yeah, Rodrigo. That's why we yeah. got into it. I mean, I was happy because Jacory actually had a good game, and we're, we're all Jacory fans in this podcast. Yep. And and it was good to be able to see him get get some ball and get some service. But just, dear Lord, like, can anyone else just? Look at what he does and just take two touches in the box and just lets the ball go. Yeah, man. Just, I mean, Left that's all we asked for. Bastard. It was beautiful. Um, I mean, what if the key to his success is maybe we just need to make a, like a team wide policy of tucking in your shirt and then everyone will look at that and be like, oh, I got to be like more Chikori. Respect yeah. the tuck. And, we mean, we and, need and, more tuckers in yeah. this world. Uh-huh. Exactly. And, and I, I, you know, if, and you've all, but not those kind of tuckers. <laughs> Wait, which kind of Tucker are we talking about? I was talking about the Fox News Tuckers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, that dude's named Tucker. I, I yeah, thought we were tuckers. talking about Tucker Bone, my favorite Seattle, mm. former Seattle Sounders player. Oh, wow. um, okay. I watched after the Aurora match. Um, was it the Aurora match? I don't even remember. Was that Saturday? It was Saturday. I was doing something else. Sure. Um, you were at home playing. Uh, Danielle was out, and you were at home playing your drums, playing... Uh, uh, oh the, no! That was last air. week. Uh, that was when I uh, had a bachelor night, and I got I wore myself out by playing through uh, Third Eye Blind's debut album on my drums, and um, were, I got were tired. You, 
Were you playing bongos naked this time? Is that what you were doing? No, no. So my drum throne has like a has like a velvet, uh, velvety velour. <laughs> Do you uh, go? I hope you go it? like full like Lars from Metallica, where he just has on like the little bite like running shorts, and that's the only thing you wear while you're playing. That is a little bit more in line. Okay, like mid, that's, figured, like, that's, like, that's like midsummer, midsummer Corey bachelor night. Yeah, playing drums. Kind of figured. Things are getting um, hot on this podcast. Uh, here's the thing. I really liked that they just kind of played players that weren't afraid to just rip shots and go for stuff. To Corey Hayes is a perfect example of that. Uh, Azil Jackson. Azil Jackson. Th- he looks Ooh, so good. He is for real. And like he's on loan to Minnesota United too. Oh, we haven't bought him out yet? From where? He's from Minnesota United. Oh, oh. He's a homegrown oh. player who's on loan to 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 the interesting. Um we can loan our own players out. I don't know how it works. Listen, it's just like it's a tax loophole, is all it is. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Um I can't wait. It was it's fun. just more garber bucks that we get. <laughs> it's it's the best way to get a homegrown player that doesn't count towards the salary cap off of your roster so they don't count towards the salary cap. Yeah. There you go. But but wouldn't Israel Jackson wouldn't he be like a, a, a new rookie that twenty under twenty two? Theoretically. But nobody really knows. Fred Emmings makes his professional no first team debut. <laughs> <laughs> um just, you know right after graduating high school. So congratulations to, to him on both. He, um, you know, he did, there were two goals that, that went in. I, I think for the first one, he was not to blame. Uh, second one, he was maybe like 30 to 50% to blame. Um, but it's good to see him out there. It's a friendly, who cares? You know, I'm glad that we got to see big Fred finally. Uh, I like that. He, I like that he felt confident enough to like actually come off his line and shut down angles and try to, yeah, you know. he, he punched out a ball or two, and then he was just you know. But yep. you know, I thought Nick 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 had uh, Hansen um, had a decent decent game, and he finally was one of the players that actually serviced the ball to Luis Samaria, and then we were able to see what he can do when he gets service in the yeah. box, just dribble around the keeper and just tap it right in, and and so so I'm happy for Amarilla scoring. More happier that Hansen was able to realize that he could. <laughs> He could just, you know, cross past that ball and 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 into his path and just be able to do that. I just wish uh, we had that. But in other bad news, we had uh, the Metanier other hammy yeah. uh, injury. I think thirty minutes in, right? This was yeah, like twenty six. This was a different like. leg, um, <laughs> but it still looked bad. And and it man, it just sucked. Like he got pulled up, and I just immediately got out of my seat and just went walked away <laughs> just like uh it was such a bummer i mean we want to see yeah. this guy back um but he's it sounds, just it sounds like it sounds like the the uh the timeline of return is is about two months right now so yeah. i mean and you're looking at august at this point like with the accelerated schedule due to the world cup uh, i don't know if we're gonna see anything yeah. in this season or at all um uh, did we learn anything about the team or players this game any other you mentioned uh a Azil, who I think we, I think they start calling him Az. It AZ, seems like what the, yeah. the team has called him. Um, Azil Jackson uh, has a better, you know, flow to it if we want to sing his name. So, but you know, Az J. Um, look, I I don't know what the mechanism need is needed to be able to to put him on the bench for a first team for an MLS match, but I think that's. 
He's been killing it in MNUFC two. I'd love to see him get a 15, 20 minute run out. I mean, he did against Omaha and he was invisible and he did against Madison and he was invisible. I will, so he has had two senior yeah, appearances yeah, before this. Right. Right. I will say he also, he didn't know this, but he, he fell victim to the um, getting a, getting a first team shot against an international play uh, team where if you score a goal, you're never going to be seen again, like Wilfred Moimbe. And I believe who is, he was a center back. His name had a hyphen in it. Okun, um, Birchwind, Owundi. Owundi, yep. Something, something, something. Yeah, he had like a header or something. Yep. And uh, and these guys just disappear. They get renditioned. Um, they, they make this mistake. So AZ, just watch out. Keep your doors locked. Keep the tinfoil on your head. Um, they're coming for you. The fuzz is coming. Um, it, it was great to see that AZ just like walked up and was like, I'm taking this free kick. Like the, you know, the punk, little snot nose punk uh, shows up and he's like, I'm taking this. Who did, he, like, who did he take that from? It was from. Uh, might have been Nico. Might have. I'm not not exactly no, sure. No, it was. Probably Jacori, right? Yeah, I don't know if it was Jacori or not. No, it was uh, uh, Joseph Rosales who was out there. He wanted to take it because. Um, Rosales is a left footer. So it was like they both lined up and AZ just creamed that thing. I will say uh, a player who I've been hyping up and hoping a lot about is Nabi Kibinguchi. And he came out and he looked horrendous. Um, just he was completely skinned and, and left for dead um, three times, I think. And Fred saved him one time by coming out and colliding with the guy and grabbing the ball off him but oh my god i i now see why the team sees him as a right back because his he came in as a center back and it was oof it was dire um i was sitting with bruce mcguire and i was talking before that about kibben gucci and my love for him and, and bruce spent the rest of the game being like dude you're you're smoking crack so it's a bummer um you know it was one game it was a friendly so i'm not Making too many uh, conclusions off of it. Let's uh, let's go to this. Um, I don't have much to say about Paderborn, um, other than they they like seem to be just absolutely destroying our right back, um, and then like getting nowhere. Like they should have scored probably ten in that first half, then they just decided not to, and um, and they also did not seem to know that they should shut down Reynoso because they just let Reynoso free. And so they didn't, didn't do much scouting on this, which is just fine. It was a friendly. Um, I was disappointed. There wasn't a huge contingent of Paderborn traveling fans, uh, the way there was. There are, I mean, they made the right choice. They just went to Madison for the second match. Like, Did they? That's, I don't know. Maybe they, they, I know they're, they're playing in Madison this week. Play so. in Madison. Yeah. Um, Minnesota United come back to actual competitive play the first time in 17 centuries. Um, they're away against the New England Revolution. Is that the, the last team that we have not beaten, correct? I believe so. Uh, Miami FC might be the other one, right? Which we also play this season. Yeah, because we've never played Miami. If I'm Yeah. Uh, okay, so at the Revolution, we're just happy to be here. Um, Sunday, June 19th, 7 p.m. We'll have it on with Blackheart. It's a Sunday night. It's Father's Day. You know, take a nap after the Aurora game. Come back. We've got that brand new HVAC system at the Blackheart to keep you cool. 
Um, <clears throat> Revs have now lost, uh, they lost Tejan Buchanan. Now they've lost Adam Buxa. And um, this will be Matt Turner's last match before he goes off to Arsenal. And uh, and so, yeah, uh, Revs are being just, uh, I'm sure they're, they're going to reinvest Revs. all they're, that they're money. Going- They've gone back to the mean of where the revs typically are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're being arenaed. Ooh. Um, all right. We are going to take a break. We'll come back. We got some Twitter questions. All right. Questions here. Let's do this. Questions. We at, got questions here. At Treble Flutter. Answer this riddle. Why did Minnesota United two team players look more enthused and directly and directly playing than a good number of our starters in the friendly this past weekend is the coaching they receive. Um, would it hurt that they get some good senior team matches? I think the answer is that it's because they've, they're way more motivated, right? This is a, a friendly and they get their big shot. Um, I think, and the rest of the players are not because it's a friendly and they're like, don't get injured during a yeah, friendly. Yeah. You got to yeah. stay, stay fit. And, and them and the UFC two players, don't train and play under Adrian Heath week in and week out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they, they haven't they, been, they have, they they have the, been Heathed. A joie de vivre. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that there are still a lot of these two players who most of them are not ready for, for this higher level. But Nico Hansen, seeing him brought back in a bit more. Justin McMaster didn't do that much in this game, but... I still want to see him every once in a while if we need something, maybe get some minutes. AZ Jackson, again, yeah, if we can find a way to just every once in a while give him some minutes, help him grow, um, that would be really fun to see. Um, At End the Muppet says, will there eventually be new Aurora merch, such as toddler-sized T-shirts, different colored T-shirts, et cetera, T-shirts with new design to the small, smaller crest with the kit-like placement, as you've noticed, Scott, we cannot keep our own damn existing merch in stock. So adding new stock is next to impossible, especially because then we, we here's the basic um, idea. There's some things like scarves and the crest t-shirts, uh, a few other things that we'll always have in. Everything else is going to be seasonal. So we did those blue um, crew and hoodies in the winter we're not doing those again. You know, we're doing the white hoodies right now. We'll do probably another order of those and then let them go. Then we've got for um, the state fair, we're going to be unrolling some things, um, including possibly a a flannel. So, um, Oh, you're speaking my language right now. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I love wearing button up blankets. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to, so we got a bunch of these things that we're, that we'll do. And we're basically just planning four times a year, a different type of merch drop. And we're planning like three or four or five things. That's the idea behind all of this. Um, so yes, we have toddler size t-shirts. That's right. I guess the smallest we have is a kid's small. And, um, that's like a little too big for your youngest Scott. So yeah, there is the in-between where you got the onesie to like the youth small and there's the weird in-between that's not quite there. Right. Yeah. Just, as a they, father they of a grow, two and a half grow that quick. Just use it as a big t-shirt, blank, t-shirt, like whatever. They're just way too big anyway. I run into the same sizing issues between children's and adult men's. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Matthew Bergeron. I used, I used to. I don't anymore. Anyway. Matthew Bergeron says, uh, with LAFC signing 37-year-old Giorgio Chiellini, I've got two questions. Is a late career European star you'd like to see move to Minnesota United to actually help the team? Um, is there someone who would just be fun funding to some come see play for us as things go to crap? I mean, we've been big advocates of Balotelli to MNUFC. That, that I think, would be pretty killer. I want to um, see, like... Uh, Former Liverpool uh, striker striker Daniel Sturridge, who oh. played like six matches for I don't even remember what other team, and was there for a year. He was suspended by FIFA for six months for betting. Like he was released by whatever this other team was. Like I, that'd be fun. Just bring him in and see what happens for I six mean, months. He can be our new uh, Kai Kamara. I think we should go all in and just like. So in the off season, we are going to sell um, Dane St. Clair to some European club and we're going to bring in Buffon as our goalkeeper. And he's going to be like 48 years old or however old he is now. It'll be great. Like go as old as humanly possible for a player. We're going all these um, Italian guys, apparently. Um, I mean, it's the Mediterranean air and the olive oil and everything that really makes them age well. Yeah. Yeah. is there? This is totally random. Is there some like random uh, older guy who like reco- retired who you would love to see play for our team? I should. We'll do that another day. That's a random question. <laughs> that's I, a, that's like an that's an off season because my brain no was trying to think of, of old guys and it was all old guys who'd already ret- like John Arnrisa, you know, like <laughs> like I don't like Giovanni Bronkhorst or whatever. Now he he can come be our manager or something. But um, I was just thinking of like guys who I. I remembered playing at many old weird, uh, World Cups. Um, at Looney Shark says, what can Minnesota United fans be optimistic about? Feels like everything is bad, has been bad, will continue to be bad. Make me love this team uh, again. I, Looney Shark, there's nothing I can do to make you love this team. I will say um, the last couple of games, um, I've, like the Galaxy game and then this Paderborn game, I feel like there has been a good energy about the team. Um at least like in the stadium, I, I, nothing I can do. I've, I've felt the same torpor in my uh, Minnesota United fandom over this year. Um, I, I think it's, I think I'm feeling okay about it because maybe I haven't seen them lose a competitive, competitive game in the last few weeks. <laughs> that makes me feel the, a the, bit fur, better. the further, the further we get from consecutive losses, like the more that we're just like, Oh, Oh yeah, yeah it's fine. I mean, look, we have a beautiful stadium. It's a great vibe. Um, most of the on-field product is solid. There's flashes of brilliance. Um, we know what the issues are, and the issues are either going to be worked out or we're just going to always settle into a mid-table team and we'll just be happy to be here. And, and you also we'll, can totally just like check out. You know, yeah, that's an option. Yeah. Like you don't look, have to feel like it's awesome. And but the bummer is you want it. Like a lot of people, it's like you've made these friends and you and you've uh, made these friends and friendships around this thing that you also kind of hate sometimes. So I I don't know. Well, it's it's here's the thing: collective collective misery is almost as fun as collective joy. Yeah. Um, Only puns CEO says if the collective. <laughs> 551 pod managed this club form joined to form a Voltron Heath. What would you do to turn the season around? For example, not get overrun in midfield, properly use Bongi, unlock the best of Ray. 
I would, I would, I would whisper so hard at these guys. I would just whisper all the things. Um, I don't, I don't know if you have any. Is there a fix other than? I just feel like the team is stuck. Um, there's a rut they're in, and um, I mean, you you just gotta finally admit that putting two center or two of our strikers as DPs instead of investing in where you should have been, you got to move on. But, like but, just figure it out, figure out how to move on and do it. And then get some players and get somebody who can get some bomb ass guy to be, be a right winger in this transfer market coming up a transfer like window coming up and do it. And then maybe bring in someone who can replace Mendner. But let's, but non, non transfer wise, what, what, oh. what can be done? If you were a Voltron Heath. If well, first of all, if we're Voltron Heath, are is one of us like the center of the body, or is he the center of the body and we're all different limbs? No, there's right. no Heath. We we create the Heath. So we're we're just the limbs. Okay, None of us say, is the like, center of the body. I'm does, I'm does obviously Heath, the, does, the right. I, I feel like I, I always preferred <laughs> Captain Planet as the far as far as like you know, the analogy of stuff coming together to make something greater than its parts. But anyways. Rodrigo um, had a point. Yeah, Rodrigo, sorry, go ahead. It was probably not. <laughs> it wasn't as good as mine. I was theorizing about uh, the Adrian Heath Megazord. That's actually what I was going to say. It was about like <laughs> Ultraman, if anything, right? <laughs> Captain Planet is, is a, a, a better metaphor there. But there's only four of us, so that's the problem. Do we just have someone who's not the heart, or do we have someone who is heart? What if we're all the heart? Ooh, no, what if what if Heath is the heartless one, and then there we go. What if what if um the fifty five one slack his heart, mm. mm-hmm. and then yeah. So I mean, we could just bring in Alex. No. Yeah, he's Alex. an absentee owner. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um. So I have no idea. We have no answers for you. Uh. We we've we're just useless. We just talk shit. Um, Yoles 99 says, how good is Chacon part two? Aziel Jackson, similar size with bouncy hair. Um, he says, have, have I seen him play with MNUFC two? I have, and he, he is fun to watch. He's, he's one of the reasons those games are a blast. I, I do think I mentioned this a bit before. I do think like we can like slow, slow the roll on, on, on the excitement level for him. I, I think there's a way big difference between the opposition you're seeing in MNUFC 2, where he is blowing people up, and in MLS. Um, that said, it, it's fun to watch him play, and I, I do want to see him see us find ways to develop. Do you think he's like like Pokemon, where they have different stages? Is Chacon like the little baby one, and AZ is like the next version? You mean like then- once they evolve? And then Reynoso is like the Charizard of the three of those. Charizard, oh, jeez. Joel Kaskinen says... Um, <laughs> That's the right decision. <laughs> question, when are you making an appearance at Sioux Falls City's match? We need you and Equal Reynoso Time Soccer Skies in our, our stands on June 28th for our rescheduled weekday Pride Night matchup. Um, I will say, well, Joel, I answered you on Twitter and said, like, I literally have no extra time to go travel to Sioux Falls or see anything other than the crap that uh, is already in my life. But Sioux Falls City is a WPSL team, brand new. They're getting uh, crowds of, like, 800 people, which, again, like, there's just not that many teams in these this level of women's soccer getting more than, like, 200 people. Um it's and they're actually like 
really putting some effort into like growing women's soccer there. So if you are near Sioux Falls, please go check them out. Uh, I I would love to check check you out, Joel. Oh, I'd love to check you out, Joel. But um, I'm just I'm just gonna throw this out here. Mm-hmm. My uh, aunt, who uh, I'm her favorite of the you know nieces and nephews, uh, has right. a beautiful home. Like about twenty minutes north of Sioux Falls, on, on a lake near Madison, was, or uh, South Dakota, and like we could all go out there and hang out and have like a lake weekend and go to this match, go to a match if we wanted to and if we wanted to plan it. So I'm the only trip I'm uh, soccer trip I'm taking is there's the two final Green Bay games of the of our season, which is July seventh and and ninth. So we're we're gonna do a Door County trip for that. So. We can all party in Green Bay. So that's why, Joel, I can't make those trips. But I do want people to go check them out and, and follow them on Twitter because it is very cool anytime we see um, people trying to actually put efforts into into making a cool, in, just into women's soccer. Um, at Prairie Zen asks, favorite Aurora moments? Anything you'd like to see different? Shout out to Offensive Loons for the capo work. Um, David Martin is... Um, is a very funny dude. But the great thing about David Martin is that he like is a natural, this needs to be done. I guess I have to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to throw myself into it full. So he's up there capoing. I don't think he wants to be doing it, uh, but he like, he knows there's this effort and he has no shame and he's just there to help people have fun. And people like that are, are very rare and, and great. And so he, I sat there in the section for the, second half of the game and he's he's just a blast he's such a good dude and he says so many funny dumb things that yeah um and also that some of the chants are just great like there was the one about like where where chicago city was so fantastic like i was like oh this is so great like yeah yeah. it's it just like if if we don't if there's not this like raucous energy that you can't have because everything is just like still growing and, and brand new right then at least just have dumb fun, and that—that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, he, I, oh. I just think it's great, also too, that you know, like we we can. It's it's just an open environment. So like, I think at the Friday game, I had players from my team, and two of them went out and waved flags, right? And they and then on and then on Sunday was you know Santi that went out and like took a flag and waved it throughout most of the game and. And like they were all make making fun songs, and Santi kept on singing, you know, "We're on top of the table, and you're not" type of songs all the way home. And um, to to answer just the the brief questions there, a favorite. I don't know if I have a favorite Aurora moment yet. Um, it's been very hard to have any moments or or pay attention to anything. Um, the the but the additional questions of thoughts on the community model as a way to improve the landscape for lower league soccer. Um, in terms of equitable resources, facilities, et cetera, across the board. I think that um, obviously I'm a big propon- proponent of it, but there's massive limits and um, it takes a crap load of energy. And I think that we were able to, we've been able to to catch lightning in a bottle in a little bit. So we're able to operate on, on a different level. Um, I think it can be done, but there's also like, like we can operate in a certain level because we can't, but we can't like be a pro doing what we're doing, right? Because we couldn't pay full uh, wages the way an NWSL team does. You have to be able to absorb losses. So I think that there's 
I have lots of feelings about how this can work, but I think that at least what, what we're able to do, which is involve people in things and try to, to build a different um, landscape at this level. Um, absolutely. I, I think that, that it can be reproduced in other places and I hope it is, especially in the women's um, women's world. We've, I mean, obviously it's, it was way more successful before us with Detroit and Chattanooga, et cetera. Um, lots of things I would like to see different and we're working on some of those and, and yeah, I mean, I would love if our stadium was downtown, but whatever, that's, that's all I can do. So um, we will call it quits here. Um, we will see you. There's Minnesota Aurora on, on Friday and then Sunday at home. Well, Friday's away Sunday at home. And, uh, and then there's Minnesota United Sunday night. We'll have that as well. Thanks everyone. You're beautiful, you're sexy, and everyone loves you.